The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. The Chancellor, Masters, and Scholars of the University of Cambridge, or simply the University of Cambridge, is the second oldest university in the English-speaking world and the world's fourth oldest surviving university. Perhaps fitting that the city named in honor of this institution is home to Harvard University, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, Leslie University, and Kendall Square, a neighborhood dubbed the most innovative square mile on the planet due to the many successful startups since 2010 that have sprung up from its vicinity. North of Boston, across the Charles River, this new town, as it was originally called in 1632, five years later, became the Commonwealth of Massachusetts' Cambridge. 300 years later, a sunglasses company was founded there by Edwin Land. It wasn't the sunglasses that the company became known for, however. Neither their 3D movies nor glare-reducing goggles for dogs. It was, to paraphrase the cover of Life magazine in 1972, is Magic Camera. The Polaroid Instacamera used film which contained all the chemicals needed to develop the photograph inside a pod that would be broken open up by rollers through which the film could be pulled after the photo was taken. This film would have to sit for some time to allow for the reaction between the negative and receiving positive sheet, which would be peeled away to reveal the developed photo. would progress to allow for the photo to develop without any additional steps from the photographer, though quality would never meet that of traditional film. Convenience and speed were the killer applications that drove the use of this film, the results of which can be seen on the collage creating the album artwork of Pearl Jam's No Code. A 144 Polaroid mosaic, 150 pieces if you go by the CD, which has an extra six to account for the thickness of the spine, that unfolds to reveal the square triangle circle logo representing the album. The name itself, a reference to a do not resuscitate order, had fans trying to decipher the apparent code that had to be hidden within, even though the title No Code was a dead giveaway that there was no code. The first full album with Jack Irons, No Code signaled a new era for the band that was less antagonistic and frenetic and more mature and artistic. A death of sorts to the old band that created 10 Vitology in Verses, the albums that earned Pearl Jam international fame, legions of fans, and the artistic capital to invest in this new direction. What was not to be resuscitated was the ghost of a band that existed in nostalgia as many fans fell off their fervor and following of the band. But for other fans, it became a favorite and opening the door to the possibilities that eschewed the dead label of grunge. As with the light-filtering technology developed by Edwin Land, Pearl Jam's fourth album was Polarizzi. Season 4 of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. 
I am your host, Brandon Palomo. Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. It's Tuesday, August 27th, 1996. No code is released into the wild. I'm a senior in high school. I need this album. So lunchtime comes, I get in my car. We have open campus, off-campus lunch or whatever if we want to. Get in my car, drive down to Tower Records, other side of town pretty much. Drive there, go to their vinyl section, there's no code. Grab it, go up to the cash registers, and, you know, I'm excited. It's new Pearl Jam. Also, I haven't had lunch yet. I'm not really going to have time to get anything to eat because I've only got a couple more minutes and I got to get back to uh, get back to school. So there's excitement, there's nerves, there's hunger, and I'm like shaking a little bit as I get up there and, you know, put the record down. Cash register guy starts ringing me up. He has some little small talk with me or something like that. He's like, uh, oh, hey, new Pearl Jam. He's just like, oh, you, uh, you're, you're. You're really excited, huh? It's probably a little sarcastic or something because, you know, typical record store, too cool for school attitude, I guess. And tell him, oh, no, I just, you know, I need to eat. I haven't had uh, I haven't had lunch yet. Like, okay, okay. Me trying to play it off too, which is, you know, the truth. I hadn't had anything to eat, but, you know, still at this time, it's kind of a little uncool to like Pearl Jam because, you know, Nirvana was the big one. Pearl Jam was sort of the sort of the sellout one because they were like just rock and roll and not metal or punk or anything like that. So I get back in my car, drive back to school. Next class is student council. I'm a senior class president. I ran pretty much as a joke. I'm totally not qualified. Don't really want to do it. Why I ran was I was talking with some friends, some people were in student council trying to convince another friend of mine to run who might have done an okay job, might not have won, but I tell him, hey, you should run and be like, oh, this is a popularity contest and since there aren't any popular people running, you might as well vote for me. The person who's, you know, trying to convince them to run looks at me and is like, oh my gosh, that's so cool, that's so funny, you should run. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I will, that'll be my whole platform, that's my whole angle on this thing so i run i uh i give a speech we have uh speeches to sort of present our case or whatever like that and uh so i write up a whole fake speech to show the administration because like you know if i they're not gonna let me get on the uh the loudspeakers or whatever and have a have a line like that in it so i write up a whole fake speech and then you know i have my other speech memorized the real one because I'm in drama too, so, you know, I was kind of good at memorizing stuff at that point in time. Now, oh boy, <laughs> I get my uh, my phone number and my address number mixed up all the time, so, damn. <laughs> but uh, I give my speech, have that as, like, uh, my final, my closing line. Just remember, we all know this is a popularity contest. Since there aren't any popular people running, you might as well vote for me. Everybody in the uh, in the office while I'm giving the speech is just oh just jaws dropped staring at me like what the hell you can't say that 
Like, oh, good thing this guy isn't going to win because, you know, that's not the kind of attitude we want in our student council because this is a real serious business. So, yeah, I win in a fucking landslide. And like I said, I don't really want to do this, but I kind of, you know, made a, uh, a commitment to it. So that's kind of my, you know, my work ethic and it's kind of like, ah, you know, I, I got to pay the price for being this dumb. You know, if I was going to say I was going to do it, even though it was a joke, I should probably go ahead and do it. Even though it's going to suck, you know, I got myself into this mess. So, you know, sort of, uh, sort of a self-flagellation sort of thing. You know, it's high school. I'm uh, super depressed and uh, moody and everything. So, you know, it's par for the course. So I get back into student council. I uh, roped my buddy Harry who's been on the podcast a couple episodes, also on the uh, the Listen Up podcast. But, you know, he knows that I was on the quest for Pearl Jam, and so we get in the uh, we get in class, sit next to each other, have, uh, have the record in my backpack, because I'm not going to leave in the car, because, you know, it's uh, it's still hot. It's August. It's summer still. He says, did you get it? It's like, yeah. Open up my backpack, show him, big old vinyl. He's like, oh, sweet. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. This is the uh, the first record that I buy on the uh, on the day of release. So, you know, of course I got a story for it. And uh, get home, throw it on the turntable, and I uh, I got my cassette so I can uh, so I can dub it and listen to the cassette more often because it's, you know, more convenient and stuff. So I do that, listen to it automatically, like, hail, hail. You know, the second song's like, whoa! And, uh, you know, make another, uh, make another tape or uh, that's just hail, hail. And, um, Next day, school, give it to my buddies who do the morning announcements. Say, hey, you know, this is from the new Pearl Jam. You got to play this because, you know, it's, it's fucking super rough. So they do. They make that part of their announcements. You know, it's like, oh, hey, this is new Pearl Jam that was just released. So, you know, like, yeah, I don't think anybody really cares. But, you know, still, I could see that that was, you know, the huge song from that album. No Code was Pearl Jam's third consecutive album to debut number one on the Billboard charts, but it's also the first to not make multi-platinum status. I believe uh, as of a couple of years ago, the the most recent numbers I could see, it's uh, up at uh, 1.3 million, which you get a you know a platinum record for every million you sell. This uh, album is the first full-length Pearl Jam album to have jack irons on the drums uh he previously you know was on stupid mop metal song on vitology also the merkin ball uh single and also the mirror ball neil young album but this is the first taste we get of uh of him with the whole band playing as the band playing pearl jam songs contributing to uh to songwriting as well Speaking of songs, this sort of um, continues the the dominance of uh, of Eddie taking the reins of the band songwriting wise. Uh, out of the thirteen songs on this album, five have uh, solo Vetter credits. Uh, two though have uh, have the whole band sort of uh, getting in there and writing music for it. So those you know came out of uh, jam sessions and stuff probably. And the of course the most Noteworthy thing about this album too is the uh, is the artwork that you get from it, continuing uh, from Vitology, like the sort of album concept that they've, uh, as far as artwork goes, that they they've continued uh, throughout uh, most of their of their career. The Polaroids, of course, um, having 
the lyrics on them, having four different sets of lyrics and Polaroids that go along with it. The uh, C, O, D, and E, nine different Polaroids in each of those sets. You know, collect them all, share them with your friends, which, you know, you, you get and you kind of open up. You're like, oh, wow, cool. I think it was uh, not too long after this that I, I got really into, uh, you know, wanting wanting a Polaroid camera too because it's like, oh man, Eddie Vedder did it, so I want to do it too. I want a Polaroid camera and, you know, take cool arty pictures and stuff like that. But, you know, Polaroids suck. <laughs> so, you know, I take a picture and I'm like, oh man, this isn't that good. This isn't, uh, you know, quality-wise, it's super blurry and everything. And he's got a different kind. I think it was like a medical... Uh, one specifically for medical, like macro-ish sort of uh, of camera, so it could take better, uh, a little bit better pictures, and you know me not knowing how to how to work it, and you know I think Polaroid film already at that time was on its way out, starting the uh, the decline that you know digital photography would completely obliterate. But now I guess it's kind of a, a retro thing, kind of coming back a little bit, like uh, cassettes, I guess, even though you know cassettes suck, you know. If you want a uh, cool, niche, portable format, vintage or whatever, then, you know, you got to get in mini discs. It's all about the mini disc, man. It's digital. It's not like a cassette. It's just got that hiss in there and a crappy bottom end. This is my third favorite Pearl Jam album coming after Verses and 10. Um, It's got uh, five five-star songs on it. Sometimes Hail, Hail, In My Tree, Luke in Present Tense, those being my favorite songs on the album. As we go through and listen to these again and talk to people, we'll see how uh, how my ratings change, uh, which, you know, in my wrap-up of the season, if you've just listened to the, the Vitology episode, then you get a sense that, you know, my uh, my feelings on these evolve and stuff. And I think it was, uh, oh geez, it's probably been about at least five years now since I made my... Uh, my album rankings. I uh, listened to all the albums and rated everything and kind of did all that so that I could have uh, rankings of my albums when Lightning Bolt came out. Of course, we have the new album out, Gigaton. Hey, how's everybody liking that? So my uh, my rankings are going to shift and change again anyways. So, you know, you'll you'll hear my thoughts on, uh, on that album in, uh, what, four years? <laughs> Maybe... Uh, Hopefully, if I, I stay on track and don't have to skip any weeks, you know. Anyway, this uh, the season is going to be uh, one of the shorter ones because um, there's not much in the way of B-sides, uh, most of them being uh, re-released through the Lost Dogs album. So I'll cover those when I get to the Lost Dogs season. It looks like uh, this season, if all goes according to plan, I'm going to get through the album songs and uh, holiday single. So we got uh, Sometimes, Hail Hail, Who You Are, In My Tree, Smile, Off He Goes, Habit, Red Mosquito, Lucan, Present Tense, Mankind, I'm Open, Around the Bend, Olympic Platinum, and a holdover from last season that I didn't get a chance to get to. Uh, I'm going to get the My Way from the 95 Holiday Single on here. Uh, of course, Olympic Platinum is from the uh, 96 holiday single. So that's what the uh, what the season, season four, is looking like. Of course, I uh, don't have everything recorded yet. Um, Mankind and I'm Open. I'm still uh, looking for people to cover those songs. So if you're listening to this and uh, I think that uh, you got a little something to say about that, you know, 
hit me up. But uh, that's why I start recording these so early, as you'll hear in the uh, in the sometimes episode, which is coming up next. So that when I get to these, you know, recording and editing these things, I got you know I got a little bit of a bank, so I can kind of uh, play catch up if I need to with uh, people coming on covering stuff I don't have right away. Something that I've learned and course corrected from uh, from the Vitology season from last season. I hope everybody is doing well and also doing some good out there, taking care of yourself and uh, looking out for your community and the larger scope of humanity as a whole. Hang in there, everybody. As long as we're being intelligent about things, we can uh, we can get through this. So keep, you know, washing your hands, social distance, you know, wear a mask, be smart about things. Don't fall into the trap of thinking that, uh, that this thing is over. Because we're gonna see, uh, we're gonna see bumps up in numbers in a matter of uh, weeks, days. So if we wanna, we wanna get our tours back, we gotta, you know, we gotta eat our vegetables, we gotta clean our rooms. But uh, yeah, let's wrap this up and give you the, give you the goods, give you the real episode. Thanks a lot, everyone. We all know why you're here, because you wanna hear the real songs. So giving that to you next episode. So. I don't know why I would say stay tuned because, you know, you would see that in your, uh, your podcast feed. So you can just skip this and listen to that. But you know, if you have listened to this, Hey, thanks. Thanks so much. The secret code is the better brand podcast is produced by listenuprino.com and Brandon Paloma and published using a creative commons attribution share alike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenuprino at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Better Band Pod. I am on Twitter at Brandon P. B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you like the job I'm doing here, you can go to ko-fi.com slash B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P and leave me a $3 tip. Or give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to tell your friends. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank you all for listening and as always, this is Brandon saying, Baby on board, something, something, Burt Ward, this thing writes itself. <laughs> <laughs>